What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. Right off the bat, that's Casino uh, glitching out over there. Oh, I am? Uh, oh, man, I was dancing and everything. Uh, I know. Oh, I mean, right at is, the beginning. This is dance uh, rave. Uh, 80s techno pop. 80s techno pop. But this is episode 32, part two. We originally were going to do this as one episode, but we talked for... I believe an hour, an hour, 21 minutes on just the NFL playoffs. So we got really in-depth, probably our most in-depth podcast we've ever done about football casino. And you know what? I think that's why it was the best. But how are you doing today, casino? Girl, dad. good. I've got finally got that left. Finally, got the rest of that furniture in. I got our nightstands in. So our house is completely furnished, finally. It's a Damn. long road, but it's done. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got a live audience. Uh, my wife's over here just watching me. <laughs> She's uh, snacking out some food. Nice. Um, also, if you didn't know, girl, dad, brought <laughs> rock and a hat. You haven't seen. Welcome this one back yet. to the hats. Welcome back. I'm to going the back hats to the, to the podcast. Yeah, I'm actually wearing a sweater, and uh, you can't see it, but I'm wearing a full one piece uh swimsuit or swimsuit sweatsuit which i don't know if i can pull off or not casino it's just one solid color i'll stand up one solid color all the way down yeah i don't know i don't know if i can pull it off i mean have you you've just been watching too much rocky lately you just you <laughs> want you want the matching athletic jumpsuits it's what it is i finished rocky balboa this morning and then i was i'm half an hour from finishing creed before we started this podcast creed and then you got creed too yeah and then i'm ready for creed 3 coming out which i'm super excited for uh, honestly b- before we dive into anything it's fucking crazy casino they made six rocky movies they made two creeds only one of them is objectively bad the other the other what i said eight the other seven of them are really fucking good. Like, Which one's the bad one? The bad I mean, one is Rocky Five. Rocky Five is bad, but it's not all bad. It's got like good stuff in it. If they would have changed a couple of things, like having Rocky actually fight the guy in a boxing match uh, at the end, I feel like that would have made it better because the whole movie is like, Rocky, you know, has brain damage now from the Drago fight because Drago was hitting him so hard and he's like having issues. And so he like has to retire for boxing. So then the end of the movie is him being like, I can't get punched in the head anymore, right? Like I have brain damage. So then the end of the movie is him bare knuckle boxing (laughs) his former protege while repeatedly getting punched in the face with just fists that are not wrapped in a boxing glove. And then it's just like, if this is how the movie was going to end, why didn't, why didn't it just end in a regular fucking boxing match? Like Mm. dumb, dumb, but only bad movie. Creed one is the best Rocky movie. I've said this a billion times. It's the best Rocky movie of all the Rocky movies, but five, are great. Rocky Balboa is great. Creed 2 is great. Creed 3 looks great. It's an amazing franchise, Casino. I love it all. I've been uh 
I write a list every year of of every movie I watch. I try to watch one movie every day, right? And this year I'm trying to do 365. Last year I came up short. Uh, every Rocky movie, first one, 97 out of 100. Second one, 91 out of 100. Rocky 3, 85 out of 100. Rocky 4, 88 out of 100. Rocky 5, 58 out of 100. Rocky Balboa, 87 out of 100, and Creed and Creed 2, I haven't finished. All of them, 85 or above, except Rocky 5, which is shit. You like, you like eights, apparently. I do. They're all, they're all great. All great. But let's, uh, uh, I mean, it's still sports, right? Because it's boxing. The best yeah. boxing movies ever made. But let's dive from... You didn't laugh at my um, Mark Wahlberg joke. <laughs> I didn't get it. He's in other boxing movies, and so that's why. What boxing movie is he in? Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's in the 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 fighter or whatever where he's he's um he's in there with Christian Bale. Oh, is that the one where Christian Bale's really skinny? Yeah, or weird. And then he also did uh, Father Stu that just came out. He's also boxing. Was that a good movie? Father Stu. Seen it, but I don't think I saw the other one. That's the joke. I don't think I saw the fighter. I don't think I saw the fighter or I did. And I remember literally, I don't know if it's the fighter. It. Maybe that's a different one, but it, it's one of those movies anyway. Yeah. That's why I didn't right, get it. I, I get yeah. into the NBA. Let's just, <laughs> let's go. But speaking of fake fighting, let's go to the NBA <laughs> and talk about fake fighting casino because <laughs> I had a God, I had six pages of my top, five NBA stories of the week that ties into the standings. Well, guess what we're talking about first? It's nothing on this fucking list because great. last I made this list, obviously Thursday before we were recording that podcast. Well, Friday night, the NBA also had some games, which if nothing like this happened, I was just going to talk about them on Tuesday's podcast, but because it happened last night, now we have to talk about it. Casino so at the Grizzlies uh, Los Angeles Lakers game that took place in LA, there was everybody's favorite sports debate show host, uh, Shannon Sharp, got. We've never talked about him on this show before. <laughs> yeah. Or usually, his counterpart. Usually we're talking about, yeah, the person who him and who he debates with, but now we're talking about him. Because he apparently, the story is that some people were talking shit about LeBron or whatever on the Grizzlies. Oh, and then no. smack talking. Yeah. Wow. Like, it's so weird where, like, again, like, the sports media is the fucking worst, right? And I don't think we're not a part of sports media. We don't, like, cover this shit. We just like talking about it. But... Sports media is the fucking worst because they always do that thing where they act so fucking high and mighty and like above like fans, which I would consider both of us to be, where it's just like, oh, I mean, fans, when they show emotion and they yell at these players that they don't respect them, like the the gall, right? Like, oh my God, I can't believe. And then you see sports like, uh, talking heads like what Shannon Sharp is now just like do dumb shit like this and you're like you're never allowed to criticize another fan or fan base ever again 
because I don't know about you, Casino. I've been to a live sporting event, and I've never tried to fight the opposing team. Like, and the opposing team's star player's dad. Like, so he got yeah. into it with I mean, who it I've, was. I've, I've, had, I've had conversations with the other team's fans, but I mean, not, yeah, throwing, but that's what not I'm... throwing fisticuffs or anything like that. Well, it's also like, it's oh, a sport. Jab. That, that's what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to talk shit. Yeah. You're supposed to it's... get in their mind. That's what ho- half of hockey is that. <laughs> you don't see them going out there crying. They just go and punch each other in the face. Oh, well, I guess. Wait, never mind. <laughs> yeah. But so no, as... is, that's what you're supposed to do. The, the thing that, what is it? We both like uh, Cowherd, right? Like, like we Cowherd. both like Cowherd. We both listen to uh, his show every once in a while. I always loved his take on this kind of shit, which is everybody in sports media, and I feel like everybody, you know, just who follows sports always forgets that fan is short for fanatic. Fanatic means you are crazy for your team, right? So literal, the literal definition is crazy supporter of team. That is what a fan is. So if you are a fan of a team, you are a crazy supporter of it, a.k.a. what we saw Shannon Sharp be, which he is apparently a crazy fanatic of LeBron James, right? I don't watch that stupid fucking show. Uh, the uh, Who does? I don't, dude, I don't know. Like, I feel yeah, like I, I, maybe that's what why he's doing this is because their show has no ratings and he needs to get it popped up. I don't Ugh. know. I, apparently, uh, like Undisputed, apparently it used to be a big deal or whatever the fuck the, the former name of it was when it was Skip Bayless and I think Stephen A, right? Like that was when it was the most popular. I can't remember what it was called. First, was that first take? Or was remember. it something before that? I don't know. I never watched I any remember, of those shows. I mean, Stephen A is also just a crazy dude. Yeah, loud I don't. And obnoxious. Well, besides PTI and like around the horn, and even around the horn, I could kind of do without most times. I don't really watch any of the sports like talk shows. Like no, PTI the... is the best one. It's it's by far the best one because even though they disagree, they still stay on top. Of like and they go from topic to topic and they move on once they're done. They don't get mad at each other. They don't sit there and bitch at each other. They, they get to a topic. If they have a disagreement, they have a disagreement and then they move on. They go to the next topic yeah. and that's what makes it so good because you just get a little bit of it and then you can figure out what you want to believe after that, you know, pick your side. Yeah. I've never really been, I've never really been into like the sports shows where there's like a gimmick with it or where they do the fucking like news thing where they put six people on a screen at the same time and they're all just yelling at each other i think that's my most hated form of television but oh, yeah. i was just of, like uh, sports radio where i just i can't i just turn it off i'm like yeah there's there's you have five people in studio and they all all sound alike and they're all oh, talking at the same time so it's like okay who are we talking about well, you know, also the people, and I mean, this is I mean, with we politics. We have two different voices. I'm very rustic, and you're very sultry tones. Like, that's true. You, you can I'm, at least uh, tell the difference here. I'm the working man. You know, you're the upper crust. We, it's a dynamic. I'm the upper crust. <laughs> the upper crust. <laughs> no, but I've always. You're right. We should get pizza after this. We should. That sounds good. Uh, but <laughs> uh, so, I mean, 
ESPN, Fox Sports, those are annoying. They're annoying networks with like kind of bright spots in terms of shows. Though one great thing that ESPN did do last night is they interviewed Shannon Sharp immediately after the incident happened, which is yeah. crazy because brilliant. he's technically a Fox Sports employee. Yeah, but brilliant that they got to they got in there and did that because he was what still a great... heated. They they were still he was still heated. He was still in the moment, and obviously, if he took time to step back, he probably wouldn't have done that. But he was—he was frustrated. <laughs> he was ready to get in there. I loved it. I loved so, it. So, uh, let's see. So, the event that happened was—and uh, I'm reading this off ESPN story about it—is in the second quarter, right before halftime. Uh, referees and security intervened to settle a confrontation as several Grizzly pit players, including. Dylan Brooks, Stephen Adams, John Morant, and Morant's father, T. Morant, gathered on the sideline opposite their bench at the crypto.com. I'm just going to call it fucking Staples. At Staples Arena to approach Sharp. Sharp, who works as a commentator for Fox Sports, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's see. It is... Oh, where he stayed... Uh, he was escorted through the tunnel by security after getting in a screaming argument where he stayed for halftime before returning to his seat for the third quarter. Sharp granted ESPN a brief interview on his walk back to the seat before the second half. This is, hands down, one of the best quotes I've ever seen in my life. And I'm reading the whole thing, Pacino. Go for it. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I'm not going to object. So Sharp said, they didn't want this smoke, Dave, Sharp wow. said. They do all the talking and jockeying, and I ain't about that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said, F me. I said, F you back. He started to come at me. I said, you don't want these problems. And then Ja came out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. Then the dad came, and he obviously didn't want no problems. But I wanted anything they had. Don't let these fools fool you now. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What is any, what are you talking about? That's, that's so, so good. He doesn't <laughs> know what he's talking about because he's a lunatic. Uh, oh, my goodness. That, that, uh, that, and, is, that is such a phenomenal, phenomenal quote. Uh, <laughs> and then LeBron James, our uh, T. Morant, uh, John Morant's dad, said, Shannon didn't do anything. Hey, he was doing like we do in, uh, in South Carolina. We talk our shit. South Carolina stand up. LeBron James uh, said that he appreciated Shannon Sharp's presence. I mean, I ride with Shannon for 365 days, 366 on a leap year, 24-7, James said after the game. So that's my guy. So I'm always, uh, so I always have his back and he's got mine. He can talk with the best of them for sure. Uh, so all these are great these are all great quotes grizzly players were in a less jovial mood after the run and however i ain't talking about that said brooks who claimed he merely told shannon that james missed a shot when he was guarding him he he can ask him he's the blogger or whatever he does <laughs> that's a great put down just being like yeah, he had shannon sharp the blogger or whatever he does i don't really care about all that next question uh uh, Brooks also said he should never come back to a game. He should never have came back in the game, but this is LA, which I think out of all this is the great fucking point. If this was anybody else, but a, a celebrity, a random fan. 
Yes. They would have uh, 86'd him from the fucking entire arena, and he would have been banned for life. I totally so, agree. And that did frust- that frustrated me. I had that talk that's with an the actual Laker fan who, yeah. one of my regulars, Laker fan, we were watching it, and he said the same thing. He's like, I, I don't care who he is. Like, he would be gone. Like, just other yeah. people have been gone for less. Get him out of here. Yeah, again, I don't give a fuck what he said. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's the causing a scene on the sidelines where you have, like, you're trying to fight players. You're trying to fight the dad of the best player on the Grizzlies. Like, all that is, you can say whatever the fuck you want in in the stands. I don't care. As long as it's not, like, you know, like, racial or any of those, like, kind of, like, line-crossing things. But, yeah, like family you know hurting a family member or something yeah. like that. but if this all started because somebody told him to fuck off and then he got offended by that and i like, said fuck off yeah like get the fuck out of here like if this is this is that shit where it's like how fucking old are you like people tell me to fuck off all the time i say fuck off back and then we go our separate ways like yeah be an adult I, you, you just described our relationship <laughs> yeah like who gives a shit <laughs> uh but uh yeah i think the only issue uh and i think we're in agreement with this the only issue of the whole thing is that he was allowed to come back into the game like 100%. even if they don't suspend him or say he's not ever allowed the stadium this game yeah Get like say you're not allowed to come back or how about for the rest of the season how about you're just banned for the rest of the season and then everybody will forget about it next year and whatever like uh but now Let's get into the actual stories of the week, Casito, because that was just a random thing that, that happened so last good. night, which Remember, nobody so saw. You coming. have to be done at two. We have twenty five minutes to get through everything, so uh, I can I can go till two thirty. So if we if we need to, okay. I'm saying. Uh, but let's start with. So I have my top five NBA stories of the week, and my first one is. Uh, last, because we were supposed to record this yesterday, which was Friday, a week ago from yesterday. So last Friday, the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs set the new record for the largest home game ever in, oops, I'm sorry, uh, set the largest home game attendance record ever at the Alamo Dome The new record is 68,323 people to watch one basketball game. And not only a basketball game, a shit basketball game that ended up being 144 Warriors to 113 Spurs. Only notable thing from this game was that the Warriors had eight players with 10 points, which I believe was a franchise record or something like that. But I don't know if you've seen any of the shots or videos from this game casino. Oh, I watched some of this game and I absolutely, the one thing that I don't know why people want to talk about, those are horrible, horrible jerseys from San Antonio Spurs. Oh my God. I hate them so much. Oh, they're they're so so much. That was the talking point in the bar. was just, we didn't, we didn't care about the attendance thing. We were just looking at which is like, those are disgusting. Awful colors. Awesome. There's a there's been a couple of the I don't know if they do it like the NFL where they call that it like the, the color rush point. fashion police. <laughs> but like the color rush or the alternate jersey or the throwback whatever the fuck they're calling it like 
most of those are cool. I love the Miami Heat ones where they oh, make it look like letters, colors. Yeah, like the 80s style or whatever. I love that one. And I've loved a couple of the other ones I've seen, but some of them, Spurs included, are just fucking eyesores, especially to watch a whole game with them in it. Like, blah. But uh, did you see some of the videos or pictures of like people in the nosebleeds of the no, of this game? Like, I mean, it literally looks like you're looking at uh I mean they always say ants, but you could make it it look it looked like you were watching on the tiniest TV possible from like the rafters. I don't I guess you would want to those tickets just to say you were there, but that looked like just uh rough, like rough, but Hey, new attendance record for a game nobody will ever remember, but it took place in the Alamo Dome. So that's cool, I guess. Uh, next up, Casino. Number four on the list is, and usually I split uh, on Tuesdays and then Friday's episode, we split where we talk about the standings and then talk about the top five stories. So I combined them this week. And this one is the story of, the NBA standings in terms of the East, which has changed. And this is my number four story. The now Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers have taken over from the Nets. The Nets have won. Uh, they won one, but I believe before that they had, I just wrote it down here somewhere. They had lost, I believe, three in a row with the absence of Kevin Durant. And the Nets had kind of kind of been a little shaky since, obviously, I mean, you lose Durant, you're going to be shaky. They won yesterday, but yesterday being Friday, but they had lost against the Suns. They'd lost against the Spurs. They'd lost against the Thunder and then Celtics. So they were going on a four-game losing streak, and pretty much everybody attributed that to Durant being missing. And, you know, Kyrie's great, but... He's not as great as Durant, and especially has Durant has been this season. But what I want to talk about, Casino, for this is my uh, uh, Philadelphia uh, 76ers. Yeah, buddy, because if you remember correctly, at the beginning of the season, they started 0-3. I believe they were 0-4, then they were 1-4, and, and everybody was like, oh, my God, what the fuck's going on with the Sixers? They're the bottom of the East standings. Well. Before we even got to the all-star break, now they are four and a half games back of first place, which is occupied by the Celtics, which are having a little bit of a shaky, I mean, they've won eight in a row, but they've had some shaky games. Um, they've uh, lost to teams they shouldn't have, I believe, a couple weeks ago, we talked about them getting blown out well, by the yeah, Thunder. Well, in, in the middle of December, they, they there was a, a streak there where they lost five of six. So against not the best teams, Magic yeah. twice, the Pacers, the Warriors, like not, not the best for them. But I do feel like they've uh, corrected Losing to the, the Magic ship. twice was absolutely insane. Yeah, they yeah they lost to like the Magic, they lost to the Thunder. They were just losing to some teams where it was like, how the fuck they were going to OT against the Warriors when they didn't have Steph, and it was just right. yeah weird weird games, but. The Sixers, uh, since last Friday, so a week ago, Embiid has gone off. He, they won against the Jazz. He went 32-7. and seven. 
They won against the Lakers. He went 34-4-11. They won against the Clippers. He went 41-3-9. And then they won against the Trailblazers where they went 32-9. So, I mean, Embiid is going off. Him and uh, Doncic are at the top. I'm just going to say Luka. I, I feel like I never pronounce his name right. But Embiid and Luka, clearly the two best players in the league playing out of their fucking minds. Only difference is Embiid plays in the East where now it's really only the top five teams with the Nets and Cavaliers kind of falling back. Uh, and then in the West, I mean, it's still fucking wide open. Like the West has one great team, which I think are in the are the Nuggets, one could be great team that is just a little slightly back of them of the Grizzlies. And then it just becomes a cavalcade of who the fuck knows. Like anybody could be in one week's time, uh, teams three through about 11 could all swap places. Like it's, it's the West is just wide open, but let's transition over to the West, which is the Nuggets and Grizzlies are taking over the top two spots from uh, the Pelicans were there for a while. The Kings are, we'll talk about them next because the Kings story this season is absolutely insane. But before last night, which saw the Grizzlies lose to the Lakers in that game we just talked about, the Grizzlies were on an 11 game win streak. And then the Nuggets after last night are now on a nine game win streak. So both of them taking control and reins of the West. Uh, oops, I had. So the last time these two teams met was in December 20th, where the Nuggets won 105 to the Grizzlies 91. Now they don't play again. And if this standing stay correct, they would be the top two teams in the West. They don't play again till February 25th. So obviously a lot can change. That's almost that's over a month at this point for them to change. But the team, so they're number one and two, right? And they're fighting over number one and two. But my second, and the one I kind of want to get in depth with and talk to you about is the uh, the Sacramento Kings at number three, which they are 26 and 18, six games back from first place, but they've won six in a row. I wrote down, this, which is crazy, Casino. When is the last season that you think the Sacramento Kings have had a winning record to end the season? Um, let's go with 2012. The last time they had a winning uh, record was to the 2005-2006 season. Wow. So we well, are now... We talked about, like, they're, they're just kind of irrelevant. Sucks, I mean, it's true. The last time and in that 2000, 2000, 2005, 2006 season, they, I believe, oh, they lost the Western Conference uh, round one, right? They got knocked out in round one. Oh, both of our videos are freaking out. I mean, oh, no. So they, uh, again, Zoom, fix your shit. Uh, but in that 2005-2006 season, they lost in the first round of the Western uh, Conference uh, playoffs. And since then, they have went 33-49. and 49, Or no, wait. 
Yeah, I'm doing that right. 38 and 44, 17 and 65, 25 and 57, 24, 58, 22. I'm just going to do wins. 22 wins, 28 wins, 28, 29, 33, 32, 27, 39, 31, 31, 30. And, la and at the moment, they've won 26. So if they get to what? If they get to 30 or if they get to 40 wins, they will have their first 40-win season since the 05-06 season, which is fucking astounding. Like, it's really, I mean, this is like one of the worst teams in, I don't want to, I, I want to say NBA history in terms of their entire history, right? Because they had that run for a while, but this has been a franchise that hasn't won an NBA Finals since... They won it once as the Rochester Royals in the 1950-51 season. So it's almost been 100 years wow. till they that's won long, the yeah, finals. That's insane. Let alone the last time they were in the finals was, oh, let's see. They, they've, literally, they've never been to the finals since then. So again, this is one of the worst teams in the NBA all of a sudden this season just going off and it looks like they'll finish with a winning record for the first time in almost 20 or no. Yeah. Almost 20 years. And the people doing it are Deandre Fox or De'Aaron Fox. I'm sorry, is the star of this team, right? He's the, the one, the offense is circulated through. He's the one that makes this whole uh, train in motion. He's averaging uh, 24, six and four. So not too bad, but then you also have to talk about Sabonis, who is going 19-7-13 and 13 a night, which is astounding. And then last but not least, Harrison Barnes, who's going 15-2-5. But then you also have guys, I mean, you go through, and I did, you go through their games this season, there will always be Darren, uh, Darren Fox obviously having the, you know, season that is the most no noteworthy. He'll be in the All-Star game. but you have games, you have great games this season from Davis, from Lyles, from Monk, from Herter. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but I believe the last time, which I think at this point was like Thursday or Wednesday, the uh, the Kings played the Lakers. The Kings won and in they won in L.A. So in Staples, Crypto Arena, whatever the fuck you want to call Lakers Stadium, uh, the and Casito, your your videos like glitch yeah. the fuck out. And now my yeah, I've been trying what the to, fuck is I've going trying, on with these? I don't know. I've been trying to just let it correct itself, but I guess it's not gonna be whatever. Yeah, it's okay. And now our whole thing is I'm telling you, it is this is not us if you're watching the video. It is Zoom. Uh our hopefully our audio is not fucked up. But still, what I was saying is. Uh, the last time the Sacramento Kings, which I believe was at this point, like less than a week ago, beat the Lakers in Lakers uh, home arena. Again, whatever the fuck you want to call it. The entire crowd started chanting, light the beam, light the beam, which is a Sacramento uh, uh, way to celebrate a victory. I pulled it up because I was like, the fuck does that mean? Because like most NBA fans, I've never watched a Sacramento Kings game before 
this year, right? Unless they were playing against my team. And then I was just focusing on my team because the Sacramento Kings have been irrelevant almost their entire, you know, existence. But light the B means when the Sacramento Kings win a game at home, they shine purple lights into the sky and then start. It's called the King's victory beam. So crazy thing to see Sacramento Kings filling the Lakers arena and chanting light that beam at a Lakers home game, like just a great, and also just shows how crazy this season has been for uh, this, this Kings team. Hopefully they finish with a winning record at the moment. You're just talking they're third in the conference. So they're third in the Western side, but last but not least casino, let's get to the, uh, Number one story, which, of course, is the king, LeBron James. He is, he is at this point, he is nine games away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time NBA leading scorers list. At the moment, he has 38,127 points. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has the record with 38,387. So as people, he has been averaging 30 points a game this season. So people have kind of done the math and realized that he is only nine games away, which would put him, oops, which would put him to break his record, to break Kareem's record. And I just had it, but I closed the window. Oops. Oh, good. Continue. Oh yeah, let me pull this up. But Casino, uh, as a as a casual NBA fan, do you would you put LeBron James as number one, or would you put him still behind uh, most people's number one, which is LeBron James? Or I'm sorry, uh, Michael Jordan. Jordan. I still think he's behind him personally. Um, LeBron's amazing, but there, I mean. We've talked a little bit about, you know, who's your top five, this and that. LeBron's up there, um, but I, I do think Jordan, I mean, that's just being a casual fan. Um, and, you know, I'm, I wasn't watching a lot of Jordan Canes because, you know, I was I was born in 90 here. Um, I'm only 32, but I, I did watch a lot of highlights from it. Um, you know, I know his stats, so I, I think – I still think Jordan's slightly better than LeBron. Yeah, I do. As uh, and, and, well, I mean, my... it was a different. Here's the thing: it's a diff, it was a different game back then. People keep telling me that, and I, I understand. I understand it was a different game back then, but it's it's still a game. So as good as it was a different game back then, but all the players were at the same. Every, progression goes with everything if that makes sense, where, yeah, yes, it was, you know, it's harder, the players are harder now, but also the players now are much better than, you know, they're, they're faster, they're stronger, so it doesn't really matter. Now it's, what can you do? You know, what can you do? Can you be better than the players that are up to your speed? Obviously, you throw in one of these teams now against those teams back in the day. I mean, the game is a little different, um, you know, but you'll probably – put your money on the, the, the players now if they played the players in their prime back then. It just it was a different game. 
but well i've always my debate when it's always been to lebron and jordan era is when it comes to jordan and my whole mom's side of the family was from chicago so as a kid it was like michael jordan was on every tv every time he played everybody was always wearing michael jordan jerseys whole family huge bulls fans all that kind of stuff so michael jordan was definitely a presence in my household right because mm -hmm. family was from chicago they were all huge into sports at least on my mom's side so michael jordan was god all that kind of stuff i obviously have no connection to chicago i've never been to chicago uh i didn't really start getting into basketball until you know that era of basketball was already over so all that kind of stuff but the thing that has always annoyed me about the lebron michael jordan debate is everybody always just chooses to admit that during the lebron era of basketball which we're still in like era meaning his playing career there's been not one but two dynasties uh that have taken place during his era right we you've had the spurs dynasty and you've had the golden state warriors dynasty so both it's hard to say you're the best player in the league and i know he's gone to the most finals more than any player and all that kind of stuff but he's only won four and the other dynasties in his quote-unquote era the spurs won five and the warriors won four so that means he singularly singularly yeah that him works. by himself yeah has won four the other two teams have won four but he also had to chase those rings right he had to leave cleveland to go to miami he only came back to cleveland because they had a great team and they had kyrie irving and kyrie irving is the one that is known for taking a big shot in that finals to help win the cavaliers their first uh NBA, you know, uh, finals trophy ever. So, or NBA championship, I'm sorry. So it's just weird to do the, and you know, you look at the Michael Jordan thing and it's like, he came right after bird magic, the Lakers, I believe won one or two championships when Michael was just coming into the league. And then it was like the Detroit Pistons had that weird two championship run, but nobody else really stands out from that era team wise that michael jordan you know he won three he came back for three all that kind of stuff just the mystique of jordan is there where he never lost in a finals no dynasties took place during his era so i feel like that's where the divide happened right you also have the lebron i'm taking my talents to south beach which i still feel like leaves a sour taste in people's mouths but he's oh, yeah he we're gonna win 10 here uh -huh yeah or whatever and they won like, they won two as a super it's... team yeah. he yeah it's just i don't know i feel like again i don't hate lebron he's never been on a team i've really rooted for i've always kind of liked the heat but when him but when him wade and bosh all went to the heat it kind of left again left sour taste in my mouth because i don't like the nba i just like watching good basketball and i like competition so all the good players going to one team i hated when the fucking celtics did it and then the heat copied it i hate that i hate the 
let's go put together a super team and wherever we can instead of like let me stay at this team and build a team around me like i feel like the nba's kind of going back to because you feel like luca you know he's a maverick and he stays on the mavericks perfect example is steph curry right he could have left at any time between the last championship and the one he won last year but he stayed and kind of had faith in the organization to build back around him to make them title contenders and then they won a championship last year so i don't know i just like and respect more that kind of approach to basketball more than the, I can't win here. So let me go to the best possible chance or best possible yeah, opportunity that, that, to win. That always bothers me. And now yeah. he, he doesn't even want to be in LA anymore. Well, yeah, because again, and the LeBron thing, the LeBron tactic has been, let me go to one team, trade away all of our future players future picks bring in my guys for one run at the title and then i'll just move to a different team and then when that doesn't happen when he can't move to another team you see what happens with this laker season which this laker season they're at the bottom of the west they are i believe only above yeah only above the rockets and spurs i mean they're 12 games back and like i said at the beginning of this whole nba thing the West is wide open, but the Lakers have no pieces to get them up to, you know, contendership. Could they get to the eighth seed? Maybe. Could they get to the play-in game? Maybe. But again, nobody's going to expect them to go far, even if LeBron James, he's already averaging 30 points a night. He has great games where he'll get 40, 50, blah, blah, blah. But again, it's one game thing. Nobody expects him to carry a team because he never really has. I hate this notion that he's carried bad teams to the finals. Like, yeah, and they lost those. Like, he, the only teams he's ever taken to the finals where they won was when there were good teams and good players who contributed to winning series when he was in the finals he won. It's like, and plus the East, it's like the Brady argument. The East, when LeBron James was dominating the East, the East was dog shit. There was no competition. It was everybody in the West was destroying each other, which is why all those dynasties and all those championships that beat LeBron, right, were from teams from the West. The Spurs, the Mavericks, the Golden State Warriors. like, And then the, the, the false narrative of like, oh, LeBron James came back down 3-1 to Golden State and won that. Going into game seven, what is it? The Golden State Warriors lost two of their best players. Like, it's not, that's an asterisk. I don't care that, you know, they still had to come back and win four games in a row, which is impressive, but that last game, they easily could have lost if Golden State had their best players. So, blah, 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 blah. All this is to say he's the second best player in NBA history, and unless he wins two more titles, I don't think you can say he's better than uh, Jordan. I just I just don't think there's any sound argument you can make. Like, stats are great and all, but again, stats are more about longevity than they are about being the best, right? Like, I don't think anybody would say Emmett Smith is a better running back than Jim Brown or oh, Barry we're, Sanders. We're crossing, we're, we're, we're crossing the sports here. Yeah, but all the time. 
<laughs> but yeah, again, he just played the longest and had the best line. And, you know, there's so many factors that come into all this stuff. But now I'm rambling. Those are my top five stories of the week. Uh, and I Fantastic. did look it up. The game he should break the record in. Uh, there's three possible games that are right around that 9-10 area. It'll either be in New Orleans against the Pelicans, which would be a shame, right? Because it's like, there's no real history there with New Orleans or LeBron and, and Kareem and blah, blah, blah. He could, so the next two would be home games. It would be against the Thunder on February 7th or against the Bucks on February 9th. So I think either of those in Lakers, Crypto Arena, uh, I think those would be cool because obviously Kareem was a Laker. Now LeBron is a Laker. Obviously, if he was doing it against the Cavs, that would that'd be cool. But they don't play each other for a long time long in that time. area. So that's not going to happen. But yeah. So obviously, when he does break it and you will break it this season, we'll come on and talk about it. Your turn, Casino. Feel better? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Again. All right. You, you, um, you come for the sports analysis, you stay for the rambling, right? That's what we say. <laughs> sure. Totally. I, yes. Um, well, 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 well. Uh, um, I guess let's move on to some hockey. hockey. Well done. Yeah, I appreciate all that. Um <laughs> My, you did the long version of why I think Jordan's better, but obviously you know it a little bit more than me. Um, so moving on. Uh, so kind of last that we talked about hockey, I was going over. We had all of the uh, NHL All Star teams were getting together. We still had the fan votes to come on in. Well, the fan votes are in. The teams are set. Um, the last three. Oh no 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 no! Don't you dare do that. <laughs> uh, the last three players for each division uh in the central you got miko uh ratanen from the abs we've got a couple abs players here obviously nathan mckinnon uh got put in there he's one of the best players arguably the best player out in hockey um and then their goalie from the jets you have connor hellebuck and as i think i, I told you when we were going through the possible people that could be hellebuck is an insanely good goalie. Um, I'm glad that he got in there, fan voted. He was probably going to get in there because everybody loves him up in Winnipeg and then all the previous teams that he's been on. He is such a solid goalkeeper. Um, moving on with the saying over there in the West, uh, we got the Pacific Division. Uh, no surprise here. Um, you got a couple um, You got a couple oiler players, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, I really almost want, I really wanted to go watch him play they were just playing here the other day. Um, so dry sidles in, uh, Bo have, uh, Horvat from the Canucks and also Stuart Skinner. Uh, Ooh, I can't wait for casino to start trying to pronounce all these Canadian. Names. Oh, these ones, these ones I can do. I I've got these names, um, mostly, uh, but yes, yeah, so that's specific division, uh, Atlantic division, um, got Austin Matthews who he's won the most goals multiple, uh, no, just last year. Uh, but he's already crushing it this year. He's still, where is he? Oh, no, he's not in the goal leaders. But uh, Austin Matthews made it. David Pasternak, who is the current goal leader in the NHL with 35 goals. Um, he is having a season. 
the Bruins, I will talk about this coming up um, as one of the stories I want to talk about uh, because he is the goal leader and it comes to a contract thing. Uh, and then in goal, Andrew or Andrew Andre Vasilevsky from the Lightning rounds out the Atlantic Division. And then in the Metropolitan, this is the one that we'll probably have a hard time with uh, Artemy uh, Panarin from the Rangers, uh, Adam Fox from the Rangers, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Ilya uh, Sorokin. Like, I know his last name, Sorokin. I can, his first name is I L Y A. It's like, Ilya. I L Y A. Ilya. Yeah, I, yeah, it's Ilya uh, Sorokin. It's it's fun to say it. It's almost like Hadouken, which is awesome. Hadouken. <laughs> Hadouken. <laughs> but uh, so that rounds out your uh, NHL, and I honestly, I I think that's pretty spot on. You get some of the top contenders and some of the best players in the National Hockey League, not just this year, but in the past few years. So. That is awesome. Um, so let's kind of go into where I was going to say with um, let's go with the Bruins. I want to talk about the Bruins because they are having a record record year. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, a couple days ago or a couple games ago, um, they reached a point where they were 35 and nine. So in their first 44 games, this is the second time that was the second time in NHL history where a team has made it. 35 wins in their first 44 starts, which is absolutely crazy. They're just tearing it up. And then they won again on a back-to-back when they're uh, in New York. Um, They played the Rangers and then they played the Islanders and they beat the Islanders. So they just kept going. Um, It's absolutely insane what they're doing this year. And that is so much harder in like hockey, uh, basketball, baseball to win that many games in that short of time because you're just playing them back to back to back to back and there's no like rest or preparing for other teams it's literally just yeah just that's yeah so so with that crazy with with that win against the islanders made them 36 5 and 4 um so if you don't understand how that works is 36 is the wins five is their losses and then the last number is their losses in ot which still give them a point uh not two points but you still get a point out of it so realistically so five times two you got 10 and then four so they have lost 14 points total out of the um possible the entire season it is it is remarkable what what they're doing um this season but i want to talk in wait casino before you go go into the next one can i do a breaking news for you on this podcast, we are recording this 2.07 p.m. on Saturday. Go the for it. start of the second quarter against the Jags and KC, it's tied 7-7, and apparently Mahomes is limping and has his entire ankle taped. So, ooh. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> I was hoping that we would get this done so we could watch some football. Um, I know. <laughs> I but, thought uh, it. I didn't. Th- I didn't think this game started till three thirty, but it's one thirty apparently yeah. that it started. So yeah. I have not been watching it. I'm going to watch the replay. But go Fair ahead. Enough. Um, I thought you so liked talking to with know. the talking with the David Pasternak. Um, he's got a signing coming up, and Boston. They've been in negotiations. They had. They haven't signed up. Well, he's the leading goal scorer this year with thirty five goals so far. He's one of the best players in the NHL right now. You just know that his price just keeps going up and up and up and yeah, they had a chance to sign him for a very long-term deal. I don't really like long-term deals. Like 
we it was it was over um a decade long deal i struggle with that because yes they're a good player but you if something happens you can't move them because people aren't going to want to take that kind of contract on well um, i don't know how the hockey end of it works but with hockey is it also the guaranteed money versus like salary and stuff like that uh, like I, do I, they I believe... get large chunks of guaranteed money like basketball and like football yeah so i'm not a hundred percent sure um i'm i'm more of a fan of the game i don't unlike yeah, other but... sports i don't really get into the logistics of that um, yeah i'll look into that next episode I'll, I'll talk about that but i i typically never like yeah football, I, really I, just hear, I just hear about it so much that i i know but i believe it is the same way where they are guaranteed x amount and then yada 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 yeah yeah um moving but it's still the around. same but thing it, where it's a really tough though is there's there is need, there needs to be a salary increase a salary cap increase for hockey because it has been at a dead stop ceiling for multiple years and it's it's causing a lot of issues with franchises on signing players well um, because all that shit's based on like tv contracts isn't it so they like you get a lot I of money think from that's that. what I yes. read. Yeah, where it's like when only their revenue increases, do the salary cap increases, which makes no fucking sense. But then again, then that's better than baseball, where there's just no cap, and then there's just teams that pay nothing, and then they just put a team out on the field, and you're like, oh, cool, like thanks for not giving a shit at all. But yeah, right. Um. So just. That's crazy because now they're kind of screwed with Pasternak because they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to pay him with the year that he's having. He just keeps going and going and going. Um, so let's, let's, I want to talk about some standings and then I'll talk about where some people have, so where there could be some issues with some of the teams moving forward. Um, so over in the Atlantic, the Bruins, they just keep sailing. They, they have good issues where, you know, you, you have some of the top players in the league right now. Uh, the Lightning have finally surged, and they have – let me just go the whole, whole thing. The Lightning have finally surged. They have passed the Sabres. They're on a nice win streak. Um, Maple Leafs as well. But it's going to be really tough. The Bruins are 13 points ahead of everybody in that, that division. It's absolutely insane. So the Jesus. Hurricanes in the Metropolitan – um, this is a big news one. Uh, Hurricanes in the Metropolitan are, are now number one. They're over the New, Jer- New Jersey Devils. They played the same amount of games. The Hurricanes have two more points, so pretty much they got a game up on the Devils. The Devils had that really hot streak. They're not doing too bad, but they have slowed down a little bit. The Canes have finally come from being like sixth in that division to start the season, uh, like the first few months, and now worked their way back up. However, one of the Golden Knights, our team, one of the players that we um, traded over to them, uh, uh, oh my gosh, by my patch ready, uh, he just tore his Achilles, so he's going to be out a while. That's going to hurt the Canes uh, quite a bit. Uh, let's see what his stats were. Uh, yeah, it. I always feel bad for any any athlete when they they tear something like that. Is just yeah, that's just off. Uh, okay nope it's not gonna pull up sounds good (laughs) anyway um so i mean that that's a big bummer but they are still they finally reached the top um the devils are starting to slow down 
They just got beat by the Kraken in which I thought they would win this, but the Kraken won. Uh, well, the Kraken OT. are ahead, and so that's that's now where I want to I want to jump into Ugh. is the Kraken have finally set franchise records on games won, et cetera, et cetera, and they are just on a hot streak. They have literally won. Oh, man, sorry, trying to my computer's being slow, and I don't want it to turn into a toaster, so I'm doing everything off my phone. <laughs> Um, before they won the Devils, though, they did lose to the Lightning and Oilers, which did help out the Knights. But before that, they were on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, um, going into last month now. Yeah, they were on an eight-game win streak. Uh, so they have now jumped the Golden Knights in the standings for the Pacific with having a game in hand still to the Knights. And I think we talked about this not too long ago where I was saying uh, the Kings are right there with us, but – the Kraken, they had three games in hand. If they won all three of those games, they would have tied us with yeah. points. Well, they did that and and some. So we're and both the Knights at, lost three in a row, right? So that uh, the Knights, they're on a, a pretty bad streak right now. Um, yeah, they the in tonight's their last game, and I'm actually going to it against the Caps. It, oh, uh, nice. it actually caps off a seven game homestand, and even if they win tonight, they will be 500 under. 500 under 500 for their last games so yeah they have lost five uh four of the last five um and you Dude, just in can't the way do they're losing you just, too you, you just can't do that at home uh so they did beat the penguins they did beat the panthers but they lost to the kings which is tough in division oilers tough in division uh and then they lost to the stars which is the stars are still um the number one over in uh the central and then we lost uh the Knights, they lost to the Red Wings, which they shouldn't have lost. So they need to they need to come out strong because on the second half of the season, the Knights, if they want to make the playoffs, because this is kind of going on what happened last year. They were number one best record going into the all-star break last year, and they did not make the playoffs due to injury. They are just an injury-prone team. Mark Stone is out for another good while. Um, yeah. They do have some of their blue liners coming back, uh, their, their main starters, which is blue liners being defense. Uh, that are traveling with the team with Shea Theodore and uh, uh, White Cl- Zach Whitecloud. So positive Great there name. that they might be getting some you know stronger defense back and a little bit more. But, but the defense for so far they have been playing pretty. I mean, they have been letting in a lot of goals, but the defense for what they have they've been playing tough. Um, the goalies need to kind of help them out a little bit more. There's been a little bit of an issue. Yes, we do. Uh, the Knights do have Logan Thompson making the all-star just because he was so good for the first three, three quarters before the all-star break this season. And then they kind of hit a rough patch. Well, um, also, I know wasn't a, it, go for it. Go wasn't for it. it at the beginning of the season, we were talking about the Knights. Didn't they win uh, the beginning of the season? They had that crazy point differential that you said was not sustainable weren't they like a plus 40 point differential because they were no that was the that was that was that was the bruins the bruins but the golden knights still had a good scoring differential Um, well now it's all the way just down to 16 right and And now the the flames have kind of distinguished (laughs) but the oilers have been coming up and like i said rightfully so they they do got um fan voted multiple so they got they got two more people into the all-star game. Um, again, that is just fan votes, but rightfully so. Um, with with that, Dreisaitl, um is absolutely phenomenal. 
but as I was saying, oh, go go here just to the old NHL stats. Uh, I had it pulled up. There we go. Um, just in points. So points means goals, assists. Um, you have Connor McDavid, which a lot of people call him Connor McJesus because he's an absolutely insane player. Uh, again, arguably one of the best players out there in hockey with uh, Nathan McKinnon from the Avalanche. But in points, and this is crazy how they're only fourth in the Pacific Division, Connor McDavid has 86 points and Leon Dreisaitl has 72 points. And then after that, it's 65, 63, 63. Um, even Pasternak with his 35 goals, he only has 63 total points. So the assist machine, Connor McDavid, is out there just, just crushing it. He has 47 and Leon Dreisaitl has 50 or 47 and 45 uh, respectively is how many different assists. So Connor McDavid is tied with uh, Kucherov and Eric Carlson for the most assists uh, this season. So it's just crazy that that team is sitting fourth, but like I said, they're not too far behind. You have all those teams, the, uh, the Knights, the Kraken, the Kings and the Oilers all within like three point, uh, four points of each other. So that's going to, this is where you have to win your in-division. You just have to win in-division. So the Knights, yeah, they have a great road record out heading out uh, east playing all those teams in in the Atlantic or the Metropolitan, but they're not, not doing so hot in-division in the Central or the Pacific. Um, they're in the Pacific, but and Central. They're just not playing well. They need to get their heads out their asses. Um, defending champs, the Avs are still sitting fourth in their um, stars are still number one, which I can't wait to go to that game in uh, in February. I'll be going to that game as well. So that'll be fun. Um, so moving on to a couple things. I There's a few stories that are... Oop, doop, 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 sorry. A few stories that are coming out of the Philadelphia Flyers locker room. Um, recently, we had Pride Week going on and if you didn't hear about it one of the players for oh, come on yeah one of the players for uh the flyers the flyers did not want to wear the numbers and you know the 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 rainbow numbers and this and that and the rainbow jerseys which caused and ruffled a lot of people's feathers but here's the thing this is not just yes it's in america it, it, you know most of our sports the players are from the United States. You, you have some in basketball that aren't, but, and football is mainly, you know, U.S. US players. I don't really think there's too many non-U.S. football players out there. Um, but hockey is a very, very wide spectrum of nationalities and religions. And basically he just said it's not, you know, it's, it's not part of his religion. Um, well, Ivan Provorov. Yeah, I wanted you to try to say his name. Provorov of Russia. So I don't think, well, this, yeah, like you're saying, this is more a cultural thing. I mean, he's Russian. He's, he's from Russia, obviously. Russia is not the most progressive country in the world when it comes to, yeah, yeah and, game and rights and, and stuff like that. He didn't go out and like make a whole thing about it uh yeah so even uh provavarov refuses to wear uh jersey however john tortorella one of the best coaches he almost came to vegas he actually defends ivan in in his refusal to wear the flyers pride night jersey 
saying that he did nothing wrong. He goes, as I said, this is his quote uh, from, uh, this is John Torello's quote. As I said, Provi did nothing wrong. Just because you disagree with his decision doesn't mean he did anything wrong. Let me put it to you this way. In my experience, I think it was back in 16 when I was asked the questions about flag. That's when Colin Kaepernick was doing his sitting, his kneeling. Um, uh, he was. Uh, they asked me if if a player sits, uh, what would you do? And would you say, and he goes, um, I said I would sit the player for the rest of the game. He did go on to say, I was wrong. I learned a lot through that experience, yada, yada. And basically, he the, the quote continues. But he's like, I can't push my feelings and my beliefs. He goes, I don't, uh, what did he say? Uh, my feelings toward any kind of protest toward the flag or during the anthem, it disgusts me. It disgusts me. It shouldn't be done. Those are my feelings. But I can't push those feelings onto someone else. So I was wrong in saying that back then. So he's defending Ivan for not coming out. And he handled it in the best way. Ivan did. He did not go out and like make a big scene. All he did is he didn't come out for the warmups. That's it. He just didn't come out for the warmups. Then he went out and he played the rest of the game. Everything was fine. Um, so, yeah. I, I, what's your take on this? For me, I, I think that was handled very well for – Again, not his cultural beliefs, not what his, you know, not, yes, he's from Russia and we have an issue politically with Russia going on right now, but he didn't rub it through the mud. He didn't do anything like that. He didn't say anything bad towards it. All he did was, I'm not going to come out of the tunnel. He's like, I'm not yeah. going to do the warm ups. I'm not going to wear the jersey. I think he handled that very well. Um, but a lot of he's still, still getting a lot of slack for it. And the Flyers are getting a lot of slack for it because uh, Antorella for you know, backing him up on this. Well, again, we, yes, we live in America, but hockey is truly an international not an sport. sport. It's yeah. an international sport. So you have to kind of respect everybody on that, um, whether you believe it or not. That's that their decision, as long as they don't go and do something horrible with it, you know, he handled it just fine, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think we're in agreement on that part with Jizz, as long as he's not anti- like as long as he's not anti-gay and he just doesn't want to support it, there's that weird gray area where it's just like, I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I'm kind of just in the middle. Just let like, me be. Yeah. I think that's fine. Especially where it's like, he's a, uh, he's playing hockey. And so it's not like he's, you know, at an anti-gay, like you get what I'm saying? It's not like he's yeah. at an event where it's like, why are you here if you don't support gay people? It's just like, this is his job. And yeah, like kind of, this is one of those things where it's like kind of who gives a shit. He's clearly not against it. He's more just not for it based on culture, based on religion, blah, 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 blah. The, I had more of an issue with the coach with like the Kaepernick thing where it's just like, I'd yeah, sit I didn't like, for, I didn't like that, but I do like the fact that he backed his player, but you don't have to go in the whole Kaepernick thing. All you could just say is, I thought differently back then, you know, than I do now. Yeah. And what I have learned throughout my time is you don't have to go is talk about the whole flag thing, you know, fine. You know, you believe that, but again, you don't have to bring that up. Just say, well, you know, back then, a few years back, 10 years or whatever, yada, yada. I, I thought differently, but 
I was educated. I've learned a lot. So I respect his decision because this is his decision. It's not my beliefs. It's his beliefs, yada, yada. So yeah. I agree with you. He should not have gone into depth on that. But Dude, it's so, it's so crazy. I literally, what is it? We have a group chat. I literally text you something last night about a guy, literally last night, a guy, obviously we both work in bars or whatever in Vegas. A guy last night, came into my work and was talking about how he hated basketball because of the players and how he hated uh, how everything's gotten so political and he hasn't watched any sports since the Kaepernick thing. And I was literally just like, yeah, I don't really give a shit like about any of that. Like, I don't get why Kaepernick broke so many people's brains. Dude, the Kaepernick thing happened seven years ago. The yes, fact that it's out. still a talking point and people still bring that up as a, like, and it, again, this guy was a mid-50s white dude. It's like always my dad's generation that have such an issue with that. And it's just like, why do you give so much of a fuck seven years removed from it? Like, move the fuck on with your life. I also, we it's so weird how we live in this society now where it's like, Everybody, again, random stranger at the bar. Within five minutes of, of talking to this guy, he needs to tell me, a random stranger, his political leanings, all this kind of shit. It's like, oh, yeah. um, who so gives a on, fuck? So, that, so that's that. So let's get into a fun part of Ugh. John Tortorello. Something that I do approve from him was um, wholeheartedly, because Belichick did this. He has removed iPads from the Flyers bench. I think that's great. Just sticking with the Flyers because uh, he says it's a distraction from the players not paying attention to what's going on on the ice because they're trying to look at their shit, this and that. I'm sorry. I had so, a sneezing fit. What did he remove from the bench? Uh, the iPads. Oh. So like to watch. Yeah, I'm okay with yeah, that. He got rid of them <laughs> and he's doing the old Belichick thing where I remember when Belichick broke down the he slammed the iPad on the thing because it wasn't working. So he was now back to his paper stuff. I, I like this move by John Tortorella. I like it that, you know, focus on what's going on in the ice. Listen to your coaches. Your coaches will tell you, you know, you don't have to study there as a player. Do that in the film rooms afterwards. Focus on the game. Be present with the game. So I thought that was a cool one. Um, last, really kind of last fun. Yeah, I see that. Um, last things I want to talk about. Um, just one more real fun one. Uh, it just happens to pertain to the Knights. Again, I'm not trying to <laughs> talk about just my, you know, the Golden Knights, but uh, what do you, what's your thoughts on Robin Leonard filing for chapter seven bankruptcy over $50 million? Jesus. Do you know, did you not hear this? I did not hear that. That is a oh, yeah. shit. Him and of... his wife had him and his wife had a, a f failed now exotic snake farm that they you deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> Anytime, like, remember a couple years ago where it was like, oh, Nicolas Cage yeah, is like, filing for bankruptcy. $50 million in debt. That's crazy. Ugh. And then they were like, how could Nicolas Cage file for bankruptcy? And then they started reading off the list of shit he owned. And it was like three castles, a full dinosaur skeleton. And everybody was like, he fucking deserves it. Again, when you do, when you have that much money, <laughs> And then it's just like, oh, my God, our exotic snake farm fell apart. It's like, yeah, fucking good. Like, if you invested, 
And I'm sure that wasn't all of it, but I'm sure they invested a couple million dollars into an exotic steak farm. Like, fucking good. You deserve to buy car washes like normal fucking athletes who do, yeah, follow Shaq, right? Shaq seems to be the one who's just like, I invest in things I like and know about, and I don't buy exotic fucking pets and try to sell them. Like, what dumb shit? Dumb and shit. So it's not just a snake thing. Like it's it's uh Wisconsin's like it, it's it's more things. Um not just <laughs> that. Uh like he has four million missed in a business loan that that missed payments on a business loan. Stuff he's just financially bad, but there the fun thing to say is it's all about this snake farm, <laughs> which mostly is. Uh so that was fun. Uh so I know we're about to wrap up here. So that's kind of it for hockey. Um do you want to touch on tennis before yeah, we just, get out of here yeah and i can i can do this real fast there's a couple fun things with the australian open going on um just uh going on i'm not gonna get into all the matches and everything um but there are a few upsets like in the men's both one and two like nadal is out um but he's been injured uh but he got he lost to an american so this is a crazy thing is eight male and six female players pro, uh, proceeded to Australians uh, open third round for the first time in 27 years since 1996 Jesus. Uh, is the most U.S. tennis players uh, to have reached the third round in the Australian open, which is it's crazy. But it was kind of sad because then you got to see a lot of I mean, obviously, you know, we're American um, see a lot of the U.S. players go against each other um, and start knocking each other out, which is which was a bummer, but there's a lot of young generation for us tennis players coming up right now, um, both female, male and female. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't watch it, but, um, the Serena Williams movie with, with Will Smith, what was it? Oh, called? uh, King Richard, um, King, King Richard. I watched it. Yeah, um, it was good. Oh no, I, I expect it to be good, but it's kind of like that thing what happened with golf was you know tiger woods got in there and everybody started he was a household name everybody wanted to be like tiger so now you have a really good u.s young u.s generation of of golf players kind of the same thing has happened with tennis is you had uh you have the williams sisters you know you have uh andre agassi and all these guys where you, you watch them play isner and all of them and you watch them play uh and they're, they've turned into like household names. I know people that don't even know what tennis is. And <laughs> I'm like, Oh, Andre Agassi. And they're like, Oh yeah. Like he's that, yeah. that tennis player. Yada, yada. So people know it and it, it got more recognition and there's a lot of up and coming players that are in their early twenties that are just early to mid twenties that are just rocking it right now. So it is fun to see. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, there's still, ways to go in the Australian open. So don't want to start going there. Um, the only sad thing is with Nadal being out. I'm more of a Nadal fan than Djokovic. Uh, Nadal did take over the total grand slam uh, count from Djokovic uh, when he won the French. Um, so now uh, Djokovic, he has the opportunity to go back and, and, you know, rival again, Nadal with, with the total count. So he's a douche. <laughs> well, he, uh, he, I actually no, Djokovic is a douche. He's a, he's a sexist. Dude. I'll tell you who's not uh, a douche. There's, a whole, there's there's the whole thing. I'll tell you who's not a douche that you mentioned was Andre Agassi. I'm listening. 
my first year or my first job ever. I worked at my aunt's like boyfriend's Christmas tree lot. He came there, uh, bought a Christmas tree from us. And then we had like six people on staff or whatever. You know, I was like 16 at the time or whatever. We had six people on staff. He tipped all six of us a hundred bucks each. Andre Agassi, the uh, yeah. fucking great guy in my book. That's all it takes. Literally only interaction I've ever had with him. He was super nice money. and hand me a hundred bucks. That's all it takes. I'll think any celebrity is great if you hand me a hundred bucks, except for like a Deshaun Watson where he's expecting something to return for the hundred and I'm not good at giving massages. <laughs> I had to get one. I have to get yes. it every episode. And there's been nothing up to this point that can squeeze it in. But anything else, Casino, before we get out of here? Nope. Let's get you on out of here. I know you got to get going. So do I. Yeah, buddy. Uh, it, it This has been episode 32, part two. We will be back on Monday or Tuesday. We'll figure it out uh, for the next episode uh, to talk soon. about a crazy weekend in sports already. We started with the Shannon Sharp thing last night, and now uh, it's currently about to be halftime in Kansas City, and I've been watching it. Patrick Mahomes is out, out of the game. So we will, and he's standing on the sidelines literally just two seconds ago. Somebody came up to him, said something, and he like threw his coat down in frustration. So I'm assuming that's somebody telling him they're not letting him back in the game, but we'll see how that game turns out. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about the rest of the games on Monday or Tuesday's episode. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. This has been the Only Sports Podcast. Uh, adios. Adios.